All right. Here we go. Cheers. Shot Cheers. one. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, that's not as I'm bad I'm definitely as I not doing the lime, though. I don't know why you wouldn't. I know. It's giving me the bad feelings. You're getting the bad feelings? I got a bad feeling about this. Fuck it. All right. Shot two. Oh, God. That almost came back up. That was my bad. That wasn't the rum's fault. Second time around was a lot worse. My taste buds don't mind it. Yeah. But my body just really hates it. Your mind is telling you yes, but your body is telling you no. Interesting flip. Are you ready? I am ready. Yes. Did you want me to say no? Low key, I did, but it's fine. <laughs> Top three. The lime doesn't help. I don't agree. The lime doesn't help. I really do enjoy that lime. I'm having fun with it. Blech. Real rum isn't clear, Jessica. No, real rum looks like this. It's dark and it's daunting. Daunting. It's murky. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to say it's as pleasant, as pleasant for me as the moonshine, because uh, I wasn't looking forward to that either. Why did you flick me? You were grabbing my hand like a maniac when I was handing <laughs> like you the phone. Maniac. Oh, my God. I just grabbed my phone. I had to fight he's, for my life. I can tell Jacob's feeling it when he's getting a little sensitive. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I'm not sensitive. Don't call me sensitive. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Three Shots In. I'm Jake. I'm Jess. And we failed you. We took a long time <laughs> before we actually started after taking the shots. So we are now going to take a fourth shot. Here we go. Shot four. Four. Bottoms up. Cheers. Do it. God, it was just as bad as the time before. It was the worst of the four. The worst. But uh, I'm still, I'm okay. It wasn't so bad. Oh my God. Luckily we ate in between. So mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. think I will vomit. Right. It just leaves a bad feeling in my mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, tonight we took shots of spiced rum. Black spiced rum. Black spiced rum. The, the Kraken. Made by a giant Kraken. There's an octopus on it. It's not an octopus, it's a Kraken. I, yes. See, one is real and one is a mythical creature. Uh, I don't think an, it is real that an octopus can get that big. That's why it's mythical. How do you know that? Because it's a myth. Do you remember in the Meg, though? I didn't see the Meg. Okay, well, in the Meg, there is a uh, line, you know, of debris. It's where cold water and hot water meet. So it looks like it's the floor of the Marianas Trench. In, rea in reality, it's just the layer, we'll say, of like murky water before you get into the cold water in the deeper part, even deeper part of the Marianas Trench. Was that the point of the movie? That... This Megalodon was hiding in the Marianas Trench? Yes. Why? <laughs> Tonight, you know, we're, as far as drinks go, we're just kind of, it's kind of free reign. Everyone's we're going for it. themselves. We're so. it. I just, I just finished a, a mug of tea. Yeah. I'm drinking some beers. Beer. Well, uh, oh, yeah, you, but you had a you had, this is your second one technically. Yeah, it'll, we're almost on to a third. It's almost empty. You had a couple champagnes of yeah, beer. Yeah, a, a couple of these Miller High Lifes, you know, not that tasty. But, you know, it's all right. It's cheap. Okay. So, Jessica. Yeah. This is episode 22. Oh, we're getting so close to the end of this So close one. to the end. Episode 25 will, in fact, be the season one finale. Yes. How do you feel about this? I have no reason to be sad about it. We're but gonna, you're low-key disappointed. We're going to have a second <laughs> season, you know? Not too, not too long after. Right. We are planning on there being about four weeks in between. Um, we have some finalizing to do. Yeah. But as soon as that time has passed, there will be more. 
It's just, I don't know why. It's like the fact that we're calling it the end of something before something technically new begins makes Uh me sad. I'm sad. Yeah, well, I mean, as far as moving from season one to season two, Mm -hmm. we do have a lot of changes coming in the works. Yeah, for sure. So I think, you know, like moving from season one to season two, it will be different in, in a good way, hopefully, but different. Season one is, you know, or this is 22. So it's only got about three and a half more episodes of life before we suffocate it. <laughs> Why would you phrase it like that? You're definitely not going to want to miss this, the season finale. We do have special stuff in the works. and We do. Uh, and I will say this. We plan on putting out a survey to our patrons on Patreon. We have a few already. Uh, and we'd love to have some more. We plan on putting out a little survey uh, to get our patrons input on yeah. the final episode, the finale. We have some ideas, some stuff that's doable for us that will be a lot of fun, um, be very different from the episodes we've done prior. And I think it would wrap up the season real nicely. So if you'd like to have a say in that, um, please jump on to Patreon. Yeah, uh, we had plans tomorrow that were very last minute cut. And these were all day plans. So we have no excuse. <laughs> we will be getting getting some stuff up. Oh, yeah. When I say tomorrow, this is probably in the past for you. It's probably up by now. Probably. Go take our survey, bitch. You did mention Patreon. I did. Which is a dope thing that we do for the low cost of one Starbucks beverage per month. Less, even. Less than one Starbucks beverage per month. You could, number one, listen to some awesome shit that we have up there. Okay, we got deleted scenes, we got special episodes, Patreon only, uh, and there's more coming. Mm, You also get to support us. That's the most important part. Financially. Yeah. Which would be dope. And we would heavily appreciate it. And I believe if you subscribe at the the $5 tier, there's a special gift that we have in the works that will be going out. A couple special things, actually. A few of the patrons that have been there for, I believe, in... Come August or September, they will officially receive their gift Mm -hmm. and it will be dope. I'm not going to tell you what it is because you can go into our Patreon and find that out at threeshotsin.com. That'll redirect you to our Patreon page. Or if you're one of those weird nerds that like to go directly to the page, patreon.com forward slash threeshotsin. There you go. Also, just threeshotsin.com. I I, I did say that. That was the first one I said. Oh, I missed that. Whoops. Yeah. Cut. If there's anything you'd like to share with us, feedback, anything at all, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us uh, by sending an email to fanmail at threeshotsin.com. You can also, if you need to reach us, you can subscribe to us on Patreon and message us through there. Either way, we're going right. to read it. Right. Patreon's probably the easiest. Patreon is definitely the easiest. Yeah. Just like, I mean, quick, emails quick, is right. Like you can get lost in all the junk mail we get. You know, we, I mean, well, honestly, we just have emails pouring in you guys. There's just, oh my gosh, we, we don't even know how to keep up with how much fame we have accrued for ourselves. So, uh, if you really want to get through to us, just, you know, just sign up for the subscription on Patreon and we'll, we'll definitely, definitely get to you. Do you want to talk about tonight's topic? Tonight's topic. I actually had a lot of fun researching, probably a little too much fun researching, spent a lot more time on that than I would have liked to, but Uh, the episode certainly won't suffer for it. The topic of tonight's episode is hauntings. Yeah, uh, I actually had a lot of fun doing my research. 
Now it was mostly because the majority of my reading was all like historical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kept a lot of the boring parts out. Mm -hmm. So lucky for you. <laughs> but there are some cool things that we'll talk about after that you're not going to enjoy, but you'll listen to it. The pleasant surprise for me in doing the research I did and the reason it took me as long as it did is it actually resulted in me having enough information for two other episodes. Oh. Separate topics. Wow. Things I'm very excited about. Things I would love to share uh, once my story comes around. So yeah, well, put a little pin in that. Uh, we're going to put a large pin in that because it's time for the first wheel spin. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I spun it last time, so you can well, do I'll it spin it. Time. I don't really care. I'll, I'll spin this wheel. <sighs> All right. This was, uh, this was a mail-in. Oh, by who? From Janelle. Janelle. One of our biggest supporters. Her mail-in wheel spin is least favorite flavor. What flavor? Wait, is that all? That's it. Least favorite flavor. Like what flavor what, like do you flavor fucking what? hate? I don't know. That's, I can, you can be anything. There's no context. Least flavor, least favorite flavor, <laughs> milk shake, uh, ice cream, chewing gum. Oh, I got it. Dentist cleaning shit. Right away. I have it. All right, go. Immediately. I have it, but you spun the wheel. Do you not have anything right now? Oh, I have a lot of stuff. I hate you spun it. So you get to oh, go but, first. But least favorite. What is the most least? Just uh, the least. actually. Yeah. The, the most least. No would be the leastest would be probably my thought went to ice cream. Okay. I'm not a big, big fan of chocolate ice cream. Okay. It's not my least favorite, but my least favorite is like, what is it called? Like moose tracks. It's, it's just like, that, like chocolate really ice cream fudgy. with chocolate chips and fudge mm -hmm. and brownies. And it's just, there's so much chocolate in this one ice cream. Yeah. Like can't do it. I can't do it. I understand. Like now you, you do a little, a little taste of chocolate you do a chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Mm -hmm. Delicious. You do a mint chocolate chip ice cream. Mm -hmm. Delicious. See, that's just the right amount of chocolate. You do like a, like a, like a Java coffee with like the big little chocolate chunks in there. Like they look like little, the like, big, like the coins, big, the big little coins. Yeah. Okay. Delicious. But okay. then you get like moose tracks and you get, what is it? Like Rocky road and. German triple fudge. Yeah. Blah, blah, like blah. it's, it's so much chocolate and mm -hmm. I hate it. It makes me feel disgusting when I taste it. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't even, doesn't even taste good to me. No, I I'm with you. I'm not a huge fan of chocolate. Just period. I think it, it's a nice accent to some flavors, Yeah, but it just, it can't be on its own. I'm just not a huge fan. Although uh, I do enjoy Wendy's frosties. I actually saw something like someone posted how to make a Wendy's frosty. And the Wendy's Twitter was not happy about it. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, uh, definitely going to be looking that we're up We're going to be doing point. that. trying to mix in some whiskey or something there, right? Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so my my flavor, my least favorite flavor, no matter what it is, uh -huh. this is definitely my least favorite. Black licorice. Okay. I understand. Black licorice flavored things is are genuinely not good. But what about black licorice itself? Heinous. I hate it. <laughs> The flavor of black licorice, whether it's applied artificially or actual black licorice is mixed into something, it is terrible, it's awful, it shouldn't exist, and people who actually enjoy it are questionable to me. Well, then question me, bitch, because- I boy question you all the time. <laughs> it's like your boy would eat a whole bag of that. That's so gross to a little me. like the black licorice, uh, like tokens. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's so nasty. It's so, so gross. Good. What is it even made of? 
it honestly it can be just straight up cancer <laughs> i don't i don't know but it tastes amazing no it doesn't it's awful uh, i think this is the first time we're going to be stating it we have a half brother in iceland oh yeah we do yeah we we share a father with this this gentleman uh he came to visit us and brought for us some souvenirs uh-huh we have not ever been to Iceland, and so he decided to introduce us to some of their favorite snacks. Literally all of them. It's just a bunch of chocolate-covered black licorice. It's disgusting. I loved them. Absolutely awful. I loved them. And I was fat at the time, and I ate a lot of them. Terrible. <laughs> While we're on the topic of least favorite flavor, because that was the wheel spin, I will throw in there, if you ever went to the dentist as a child and they offered you a flavor cleaning and you took anything other than mint, I'm so sorry. I've been there. I had a bubble gum cleaning. I, I had a bubble gum cleaning. <laughs> I had a watermelon cleaning. Cherry. Strawberry. Grape. If you got, oh, I would never. <laughs> but if you got anything other than mint, we feel for you. I really do. We're gonna start a nonprofit that will give reparations to anyone <laughs> who has had flavored cleanings. Look out for it on Kickstarter. <laughs> Uh, I believe it is time for my story. Your story? Yeah, yeah, it is. Your very much haunting story? There's there's some very much ghosts. Very much ghosts. In this. And there's some there's some not chill stuff that happens <laughs> prior to the well, ghostings. Usually prior to the ghostings? Yeah. Is that different from a haunting? Well, the ghosts do the haunting, you know. Right, but what is a ghosting? Well, like the, a ghost being a ghost. He's just ghost sitting around. Okay. You know? What are we doing right now? We're sitting. We're podcasting. We're podcasters doing a podcast. We're podcasting while we're being podcasters. Okay. All right. Yeah, you, you feel right. me. No, you, I got you, you follow the I logic. You. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be talking about my my research was all about the Lemp, L-E-M-P, mm -hmm. Lemp Mansion. Okay. Okay. I am familiar. Vaguely. You don't know all the shit that went down. I mean, I know a lot. Okay. Well, make sure that future Jessica cuts that shit out because you need to act shocked. I will act so shocked. I act shocked for fucking Blackbeard acted shocked. No, you did not. So in 1838, okay. taking it back a little bit, mm -hmm. Johann Lemp, not to be confused with the other Johann spoken about on this show. Untervega? Yes, not an Untervega. He is a Lemp. Johann Lemp moved to St. Louis, Missouri. Is it St. Louis or St. Louis? St. Louis, St. Louis. How about how about you decide, fans? Email me <laughs> if I'm an idiot. I don't know. And he moved there from Germany, where he opened a shop, and he sold various household items. But the most popular item sold in his store was his homemade lager. Ah. He made a German lager, and the people of Missouri loved it. Couldn't get enough. Enough of that authentic German lager? It was just, it was delicious. They haven't had a lager before. It was actually the first lager introduced into the United States. Oh, okay. Yeah, look at that. The lager became so popular that Johann would eventually open a small brewery, I always have trouble with that word, and pub. Okay. Okay. So he had opened a uh, location to produce the lager, and then a pub to sell the lager. Okay. Focused all of his energy on that, and it was a smart call. After years of success, he expanded his brewery, and in the 1850s, it became one of the largest breweries in the city. Okay. Were there a lot of breweries in St. Louis, Missouri in 1850? Not at the time. 
they did exist, but it's the fact that at, he moved into the country and then 12 years later had one of the largest ones. Okay. So, Johan died in 1862, a millionaire. Oh. Leaving Lemp's Western Brewery Company to his son, William Lemp. God, can you imagine like adjusting that for inflation? Like how, oh, yeah. how rich would that be to be a millionaire in the 1800s? Uh, it must be insane. Insane. Yeah, absolutely. By the 1870s, the Lemp family was a symbol of wealth and power Okay. in St. Louis, St. Louis. William, that was the yes. eldest, purchased a massive 33-room mansion in 1873, and after purchasing it, immediately started remodeling and renovating. Okay. And he created what the people called a Victorian showplace. So really outrageous and garish. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. It was. It's enormous, actually. Is it still there? It is. Ooh. I know. I don't know how far Missouri is from us, but I don't think it's that far. Several hours, but well, yeah, whatever. Fun fact. Thought this was this was fun. This was a little funny. A little fun fact. The Lemp Western Brewery Company was the first brewery to establish coast to coast distribution of oh. their beer and lager. Very first in the wow. United States. Uh, William Lemp was also uh, part. He was friends with other people whose names you might know, like Pabst. Ever ever have a PBR? Pabst Blue Ribbon? Nope. Basically, he was so accomplished in the Alcohol beer and world. lager world Okay. that his friends, he also, he funded their businesses into the beer and lager world. Oh, wow. And they still exist today. Is his, is his specific like brand of lager still available? Uh... The specific brand of lager, the one that they brought from Germany yeah. that was so popular, is I couldn't find who owns it now. Yeah. Um, but it is maybe I could. called today what? I, I'll, I'll find it out. Okay. Maybe we'll put that on our Instagram or something. But I would like to try it just at yeah. least to say that I had. Yeah. It is still around. Some other company bought the recipe for it. Okay. In 1901, Frederick Lemp, that is William Lemp's eldest son mm -hmm. and soon to be heir, of the brewery died of heart failure. How old? I don't know. Soon to be heir, so probably near well, no, adulthood. That just means that William Lemp is, is, he's old. Yeah. He took over the company in 62. It okay. is now 1901. Oh, damn. So that's saying more about William's age than Frederick's age. Yeah, he's okay. old. He's an old man. Okay. Uh, William became heavily depressed, and after the death of his best friend, who was Pabst, mm. Who founded the Pabst Blue Ribbon? Mm -hmm. William Lemp shot himself in 1904. Yikes! In his mansion. Money did not buy happiness. It did not. Uh, William Lemp Jr., that is William Lemp's son. You couldn't get that. Okay. He took over the company later that year, and his him and his wife Lillian began spending their fortune very lavishly. I mean. If you got the money to burn, like, what else are you doing? Yeah, they bought all sorts of art. They decorated the shit out of their mansion. They mm. remodeled things. They hired a full staff to be there 24-7. God, 24-7 staff? Yeah. Can you even imagine being that that rich? I could imagine it. So his wife Lillian was known as the Lavender Lady. She loved mm -hmm. the color of lavender. Yes. And dyed everything in lavender. Including her horse. Her clothes, her horse, everything was lavender. 
Oh, yes. For whatever reason. William Lemp Jr., he forced his wife to spend $1,000 per day. Now you're thinking, what the fuck? Forced her? (laughs) Forced her. This is not a direct quote, but this is essentially, this is me paraphrasing it. She wouldn't get any more money if she didn't spend all $1,000 per day. Okay. And he did this so that he could be messing around while she was out shopping all day. Oh. Yeah, makes sense now. Yes, clever, super messed up. A little bit. Uh, he was a big fan of the prostitutes mm, mm-hmm. and was known as a womanizer. Yes. And all sorts of things. Right. William Jr. ended up fathering a boy with his wife, Lillian, mm-hmm. William Lemp III. And he also fathered a boy with a prostitute. The boy was born with Down syndrome. Oh. Uh, and William Jr. kept the story of this child very, very quiet. To where even today, no one even knows for sure whether this boy existed. Because it's all kept off records. There's no record of it. The only thing that they have that proves it is all of the staff that worked there accounted to seeing this boy. And there is an unnamed grave near or right next to the the Lemp family um, mausoleum. Yeah. So, I mean, we're like 90% sure that this kid existed. Right. William Jr., kept his son in the attic. This boy lived and died in this attic. Right. Never leaving. Yep. The only people he saw were the staff members that also either lived in the attic or went up to take care of him. Yep. That was it. Uh, William Jr. and Lillian divorced, and Lillian received custody of their son, William III. On the final day of their divorce, she wore all black and never wore lavender again. Understandable. Don't want to be the lavender lady anymore. Even though she's probably like still super rich. Well, definitely. Prohibition. A big. Yikes. Yeah. A big kick in the groin for, oh, yeah. the, for the brewery industry. It led to the Lemp Brewery Company to close its doors forever. Now, that wasn't because they couldn't last long enough. It's mainly because they had enough money that they were like, eh, we don't need this anymore. Like, why? Like other investments and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they were like, you know, like we're one of the richest families in the United States. Why bother and try to to keep this business afloat? We don't need this business. Just yeah. let it go. And so they did. They sold off everything for parts, including their recipes. And that is it. You can no longer find the Lemp Brewery Company. It okay. is no more. One year after the closing, Elsa Lemp, this is William Jr.'s sister. Okay. Shot herself. Oh. Oh, that is the second Lemp shooting themselves. So... Maybe we'll see a theme here. I don't know. After losing the brewery, William Jr. became depressed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got any idea where this is going? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And he shot himself in 1922. Ugh. In the same mansion that his father and sister shot themselves. Yes. Charles Lemp, this is William Jr.'s brother, mm-hmm. moved into the mansion after William Lemp III, that is Charles Jr.'s son, mm-hmm. who was living or at least was in custody of Lillian died of a heart attack. Whoa. He died. The mansion now belongs to Charles, which is the brother. Mm-hmm. Charles moves into the mansion. Soon after moving in, William Lemp's illegitimate son, the Down syndrome boy that was locked in the attic, right. died at the age of 30. Whether it was health conditions or sickness isn't or- Isn't that so fucked up too that they already locked him up in a room where no one could see him? And then he died and they still couldn't bury him with everyone else. They buried him next to the mausoleum 
with nothing but a plaque above the grave that says limp. Pretty fucked up. That is super fucked up. It's just awful to think about. There's There was a lot of stuff back then that went down just because uh, that's the way it was done. Oh, yeah, this was the time of children working in factories and shit. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of shit going on in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 1949, Charles Lemp, who was now the owner of this mansion, took his dog, which was a Doberman. We happen to have a Doberman. We do. He took his dog to the basement where he shot it. Yes. In the head. Then he walked up to his bedroom that was on the second floor and he shot himself. The first of the lumps to shoot himself in the heart, by the way. Thought that was a brutal way to go. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You'll bleed out for like 12 minutes yeah. in excruciating pain. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Goodness. Uh, and now I have a sad fact for you. I had a fun fact earlier. I have Wait, a sad fact. Wait, this was Charles? Now. Charles. Charles, the last one. He wasn't the last one. Okay. He does have a younger brother, Kay. Edwin. Okay. But Charles was the owner of the mansion, mm-hmm. shot his dog, shot, shot himself, himself in the heart like an yeah. idiot. And now it's time for a sad fact. Oh no. Sadder than that? Though the dog was shot in the basement. Stop. Its body was found halfway up the stairs. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it crawled up the it stairs. It tried to, to crawl up the stairs. Him. Oh my God, that's so sad. And it bled out on the stairs. Oh, how is that the saddest fact? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's sad because so far everyone else has decided to shoot themselves. The dog did not make this decision and was still like, wait, let me be with you. That's so sad and depressing. You're, you, you suck. <laughs> I know, I know. You're tearing up a little bit. No, I'm not. It's just so sad. Yeah. (laughs) Edwin Lemp became the last living Lemp. Fucking burn that mansion down. Right? You'd think. Yeah. You'd think. But instead he moved in. (laughs) (laughs) 30 rooms? Fuck yeah. He ended up dying in the mansion of old age. Okay. He was about 90. Starting a new trend, hopefully. Brand new trend. (laughs) His dying wish was for his butler to gather all of the paintings, family documents, artifacts, and burn them in a bonfire. Everything would be burnt. So that means to me one of two things. Either this family is into some dark shit. Fucking dark. And there's some like demonic shit and this mm-hmm. little little Edwin, old ass Edwin, didn't want anyone little, to discover this. Little ass, old ass. Little, <laughs> little old ass having Edwin. <laughs> Or this family was into some dark shit criminal-wise. And he needed all evidence gone. Right. Uh, The mansion became a boarding house, but it didn't remain a boarding house for very long because residents complained of loud knocking, phantom footsteps. Oh, yes. The feeling of being watched. Loud banging coming from the attic. And shadow people everywhere. Oh, yeah. It soon became hard for the boarding house to... Uh, board to board, <laughs> uh, and it they closed and they sold the building. Okay. To a man, a man with a name, and I'm gonna give you that name. Uh oh. In 1975, a man named Dick Pointer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dick Pointer. Right. I read this on two different places. They didn't say Richard. They said Dick. His name was Dick Pointer. Dick Pointer. He's a Dick Pointer. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Dick Pointer. Uh, He purchased the mansion and he converted it into a restaurant and inn. All right. Workers in this new established business never lasted long. 
They were frightened by the many noises, strange apparitions, and employees. Apparitions. That's what I said. Okay. And employees were known to just leave in the middle of their shift and never return. Sightings include, and these are testimonies of people that worked there or visited. So they saw apparitions, as you say. I do say that. That randomly appeared and disappeared throughout the entirety of the house. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They heard voices and sounds coming from nowhere. Glasses would be lifted and launched across the air and no one was standing near them. Yes. Doors would randomly lock and unlock when no one is there. Mm -hmm. So people were locked into bathrooms, freezers, bedrooms for no reason. Lights would turn on and off for no reason. And the piano at the bar would play when nobody was in the room. All gross. Very gross. The spirit of William Jr.'s illegitimate son is believed to be in the attic with multiple sightings of him from the street. They say they see a child looking through a window. Oh, that's so sad. Very sad. Paranormal investigators have left toys in the attic with like a circle of stuff around it. That way they can see if there was movement. And they always find that the toys are in different locations and that that circle is messed with. Disturbed. Yeah, disturbed. In the women's bathroom, the shadow of a man has been seen multiple (gasps) times. Creep. Peeking over the stalls. Ew. And behind women in the mirror. And this is definitely believed to be the womanizer himself, William Jr. (laughs) Dirty Will. Dirty, Dirty Will. Willy. <laughs> Dirty Willy creeping in on your back. <laughs> creeping in on your pee-pee-poo-poo times. <laughs> hey, girl, you going number one or number two? Extremely loud noises have been heard from William Lemp Sr.'s bedroom for no reason. Okay. That's all they said. Just That's... extremely loud noises. And I'm assuming it's not like, saying a, like, like it's a gunshot or voices something. Or... Just extremely loud okay. noises. Like banging or whatnot. Late at night, staff has reported hearing horses in and around the building. In the building? They have no idea. They look around the building, there's nothing there. They look out all the windows, there's nothing there. We're, we're talking, we're in the 70s, we're in the 80s. No one no one just cruises around on a horse anymore. No one no one has horses out in, in the Missouri, street. In Missouri, they might. Maybe, but doubtful. Fun fact. Oh. A stable used to be right across the street from this now restaurant and inn. Ah. So horses were frequently there. Just a bunch of dead horse bunch sounds. Bunch of horses, yeah, for some, for whatever reason. The restaurant inn no longer exists yeah, unfinished anymore. Unfinished business. At the Lemp Mansion. Okay. Yeah, the horses, the horses <laughs> yeah. are pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and today, the Lemp Mansion is a bed and breakfast that features tours and the occasional ghost hunt. Are we going to stay there sometime? We definitely should. <laughs> I want to stay in a 33-bedroom mansion. Me too. Because I, I would try to put myself in their shoes. Okay. All right. You're wearing lavender. You're you're wearing you're wearing all lavender. Your rich husband tells you to spend a thousand dollars a day and you pretend you don't know why. Yeah, and everyone else staying at the bed and breakfast, like there are servants. Mm-hmm. And they just have to get on board with our fantasy that we have going on. Right. And if they don't, right. then we'll you know We'll pay extra. Oh. This will be way in the future. But we're putting ourselves in, in their shoes. So right. we're we're paying these servants like fifty cents a week something. I understand. But if we want to make this fantasy like um, an immersive reality, Uh we wait until we're millionaires. Oh, obviously we're on our way. Yeah. Um, And we show up there and we're like, hey, yo, we're going to like 
rent for the next like two nights this entire place, including your entire staff, and they have to play along as though we own the own the whole mansion. I'm in. I'm game. Yeah. But that was the story, Jessica, of the Lemp Mansion and the hauntings that occur based on all of these self-shootings that went down. Self-shootings. <laughs> the self-shootings. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird. Like, everyone just kept shooting themselves. Well, uh... And it was all with a thirty-eight Smith & Wesson. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who lived around them thought that they um, were cursed in some way. That the original, like, founder of their logger company... Yes, Johan. Uh, that he had made some kind of deal with... Hmm, could it be mm, Satan? Satan? Uh, they, there's a little rumor going around that he did something like that, signed some kind of contract with some other worldly thing that granted him power and that he did not fulfill that, or at least someone, one of his descendants did not. And that as soon as they fell out of contract, that that's when stuff started to go awry. Gotcha. Well, it would make sense. I don't know how a poor immigrant moves from Germany into the United States and becomes a millionaire in 10 years. I'm sure it's possible. Very, very unlikely. I will see. It's definitely possible. I wouldn't imagine it was it was more possible in the 1800s. Yeah. An 1800s millionaire. Mm-hmm. Crazy. But hey. Crazy stuff. It happened. Wild. It is time for our break, ladies and it's gentlemen. Break time. And we, are, we will partake on this break because I want some snacks. Well, maybe we can make this a quick one because I don't feel like going on a break. I kind of want to just jump into the next wheel and into my story. I'm really excited to tell it. I, okay. Well, number one, like I got to pee. Yeah. That's just got to happen. Sure. Number two, my mind has been on popcorn for like the last <laughs> 15 minutes. Popcorn. And I'm, I'm getting me some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No problem. Okay. So Jacob, <laughs> can you guess what what accent I'm using? Honestly, just from that, no. And I happen to know what accent you were trying to do. <laughs> How could you possibly? Well, Jacob. Oh, there we go. So you've you've got a notepad over there. Over the har. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a Nord. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a notepad. <laughs> there's a notepad. There's a notepad over there. Over there. <laughs> um, My sister Jessica. She makes a mean juniper berry mead. Juniper berry mead. <laughs> We're all brothers and binds now, horse thief. <laughs> Jacob, how, how did you like the uh, the shots of the black spiced rum? Don't even try. Why would I, you even I can't try? even I can't even think. I'm trying to think. I'm way better than you. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Forgive me, anyone <laughs> in Ireland who may anyone who is Irish who may hear this. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, you got to do it. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confident the other night. like oof 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 Oof. that's we're done we're done with this yeah yeah 
Moral of the story, Harry Potter fan fiction is a no-go. Uh, moral of the story of the, of the moral of the story? Yeah. What, moral what was the, the moral of the moral of the story? Moral of the moral of the story? Yeah. All fan fiction is a no-go. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it tastes like a leprechaun's arse. <laughs> You're rolling your R's pretty hard. I don't think that's how they do it. That's how they roll R's. No, or the Scots do. The Scottish do. Fuck. You I mean you got close. You were just, you know, a couple hundred miles on, away. Let me let me hit some Felty Henry. <laughs> Felty. I needed like Felty Henry Monsignor. The bigger sister, how sure her like facial expressions just get so like dark when she's angry. Mm -hmm. But then when she does the like private interviews, her voice magically becomes lighter and like way squeakier than uh -huh. it was before. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I told you what handle it when I fucking decide to handle it. And then she's in an interview. She just really gets on my nerves. It's like Smeagol and Gollum. Yeah, basically. She just looks like she's having fun. Doja has fun all the time. That's why we like Doja. Yes. But sometimes she does things and I'm like, Doja, why did you do that? Doja, no. Doja, don't. Doja, stop. Doja, stop. Doja, it looks like you are you have hair everywhere. Doja, no. <laughs> Oof. Yikes. Doja, stop. Oh. <laughs> Doja, it looks like poopies. <laughs> <laughs> are we leaving the break now? Yeah. Yeah, you wanna leave the break now. Yeah. Leave the break now. Yeah. Oh my god, stop! You stop it! All right, break time over. We'll spin now. Wait, it's my turn. Now. What's it say? I hate that word. What word do you hate? Okay. This is going to require some thought on my yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like all the words that most people hate, I don't mind. Same. Like moist. Yeah, moist. Does Doesn't nothing. bother me. No. Skosh. No. Doesn't bother me. I will say... This is this is kind of similar. Okay. I don't I don't hate a specific word. I hate when these two words are used improperly. Which improperly used words? Further and farther. Mm. People don't understand them and they just kind of say whichever one flows off their tongue. Right. And half the time they're right and half the time they're wrong. Actually, I feel like more than not, it's they're wrong. <laughs> Which you'd think there'd be a 50/50 chance, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to teach our listeners the difference between further and farther right now that way no one pisses me off <laughs> at a potential future meet and greet or something. Okay. Farther is a word you use when you are talking about a measurable distance. So I I ran farther mm -hmm. than you. I threw that rock farther than you did. Uh, well, a better example would be, um, can you move that table just one foot farther? Yes, correct. Toward the wall? 
It's a measurable distance. Mm-hmm. Further is more of a, what would be the correct? Um, I Hold on. further contemplated the meaning of life. Yes. But I'm trying to think of the word, not, not literal. Abstract. Abstract. There you go. An abstract mm-hmm. distance. Like I, I delved further into this book than you. <laughs> I delved further into the fan fiction of Impossible. said book. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Farther is a measurable distance. Further is an abstract. It's similar distance. to uh, to fewer and less. It's the same yes. thing. If you're saying fewer, it's a measurable amount of something. And less is not quite so measurable, like more abstract. You, I, you have, you own fewer spoons than I do. Right. Because we could count the spoons you have and the spoons I have. But I've done. also more specifically say, you know, Luke has one fewer fingers than you. One, one fewer finger. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Actually one half fewer finger. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can say, I have done less meth than you have. Right. You can't measure all the meth you've done. A better example would be like, I worry a lot less about how nice my clothes look than you do. Well, that's true. You can't really measure it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you could say, you know, I, I have fewer. You have fewer wisdom teeth than I do. Do you still have your wisdom teeth? All four of them, baby. Do you get headaches and stuff? Nope. Okay. Uh, I have a weird mouth <laughs> in that I... They, there's room for them? Yeah, I had I have less molars than the normal person. Fewer. I have fewer molars <laughs> than your average person. And so my wisdom teeth just kind of fit right in. Just took that spot. Yeah, uh, I ended up only getting three, not uh-huh. four. One, one gum just was like, eh, I'm not. So gonna you have fewer it. than the average person. I have fewer and had fewer had wisdom fewer, teeth. And now you have far fewer than I do. Yes. I have four of those bad I boys. I have three fewer wisdom teeth. Yeah. I'm so wise. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, it's a lot of irony, irony in there. Why? Because you have no wisdom at all. I mean, apparently and not. I have four wisdoms. <laughs> <laughs> so my word I'd have to say is, uh, I mean, less specifically, um, any word that is unnecessarily shortened because it is not excessively long. Like za? Specifically <laughs> za. <laughs> I can't stand it when people say Can that. Can you get me a pepperoni za? I instantly respect you at least 25% less. Do you want to side a ranch with your za? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I hate that. Like, don't ever say it in my presence, seriously. You can joke about it. But if you're serious, 100%, I will search the room desperately until I find someone who knows that I don't like that word just so I can look at them like this. No, I feel you. There's there's some others. Uh, I don't like it when people in person and not in text say BBQ. You. I know. That's gross. Yeah. Although I used to hate when people would say LOL. And now, like, I started saying it as a joke. Yeah. I still do. Like when I say it, it's because I'm not laughing. <laughs> what you said wasn't funny. I'm like, huh, LOL. Right. You know, like because it's, it's like, like it's the unspoken truth that like I'm not really laughing. Yeah. You just like made me smile. Maybe I I'm I'm okay with that because if it's a joke, it's fine. For the longest time, 
the joke with like our our D and D group on uh, on the computer uh, was saying lulls. Ew. I know. L u l z. Lulls. After you already laughed. <laughs> That's gross. Okay, so I just looked up unnecessarily shortened words, mm-hmm. and this article came up. Twenty nine terms we obviously need to totes the limbs from our, oh from our Lexi friends. Oh my god, that's my worst nightmare. What are you doing? Well, not, you have to say it without interrupting. Oh. You have to listen. Terms we obviously need to totes a limbs from our Lexi for evs. All right, where is it? So totes jelly avi. Redick, vacay or staycay, <laughs> adorbs. What? What is it? We're getting on. This is says this says Twitter ridiculousness. Twitter view. That's an interview. I'm assuming because then there's also twesame, tweetheart, twink, twinked in. What? Twitter and LinkedIn. I guess. And Although then, it sounds really homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> and then this one says the unintelligible noms food. That's eating. Amaze balls. For reals. Awesome sauce. Coinky dink. Coinky dink. Trat. What? Can't read that one. Yummers. Mm. Stabby. <laughs> Wait. This, they don't even have. There's no. Oh, and then it says context. acronyms that people speak. <laughs> <laughs> FTW. They don't speak that. FML. OMG. Oh, LMFAO. Oh, oh, oh. LOL. SMH. BRB. The other terms that just need to go away, guru, that is kind of overused now, fail and epic should also go away is what they say. Okay. Honestly, that headline was gold. Yeah, I don't know that I disagree with those. 29 terms we obviously need to totes the limbs from our Lexi forevs. Oh my God. <laughs> um. So it sounds like it is time for my story. I believe it is time for your story. My story. Now, I do have a recommendation. Okay. Don't suck. Oh. Oh, well, thank you. I won't now. Just imagine like how you were going to perform right now and then just do better. Okay. Yeah. I see. I I thought like, I think I'm just gonna, you know, do just, just enough not to suck, but you're, you've convinced me to be better. This is good. Yeah. So it it is very much time for my story. Stop saying that. You say it every time we say story, you go German. Story? (laughs) There is a build. There is a build to my story. Um, so it's time for me to start my story. Okay. He wanted me to say it differently. Are you happy? You sounded just like normal you. So it's time now for me to start my story. But first she needs to go eat some snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go rug munch. <laughs> that's what I that's what I do. <laughs> I gotta go get my rug noms on. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> All right. That's totes gross. Ew. You need to elims that from your vocab. God. All right. So uh, my story takes place in good old Ireland. Oh, uh huh. I was in. I was inspired by um, this new podcast I discovered. Mm-hmm. Um. It's called Filthy Henry, the Fairy Detective. Ah, yes. You have told me about this. Uh, Filthy Henry. Filthy Henry. It also takes place in Ireland and was written by an Irishman and is also narrated by an Irishman. The author apparently wrote the book and then hired a, a cast of people to make it into a podcast. 
and every episode is a new chapter. Um, I have listened to the first chapter. Yeah. And, um, is it as glorious as I hope it is? It's just as it's, I mean, it's even more glorious I'm sure, <laughs> than you're thinking. Uh, so just like, you know, to anyone who's interested, filthy Henry is a fairy detective in case you didn't put that together. How would he, they have? Honestly, he detects fairies because he himself is a fairy. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's rugged. He yeah. doesn't play by the rules. He's a loose cannon cop. He's a loose cannon private detective. Oh, he's a PI. Oh yeah. Mm. Yes. People hire him. Okay. Even though he's not friendly to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. He lays lays the smack down on misogynists. This sounds a lot like Jessica Jones. <laughs> um, yes. But a fairy and Irish. He, it is an Irish. He is an Irish fairy. And he's, I still don't know yet why he's called Filthy Henry. So far, no mention has been made of how cleanly he is. <laughs> so I'm not really sure. Uh, but I am really excited to find out. Anyway, um, inspired by the location of Filthy Henry Fairy Detective, I did some searching. Yeah. For some, some Irish hauntings. Oh. Found several things that I will be using for other episodes, but... Ireland is old, so it's, like there'd be some good old stuff there. There's a lot of stuff there, actually, way more than I anticipated. So the one I decided to focus in on, it is called the Irish Hellfire Club. It's actually just called the Hellfire Club because it's in Ireland. Everyone, oh, right. everyone outside of Ireland just calls it the Irish Hellfire Club, but the Irish don't call it that. So uh, it's just this place. It's super old, um, but it's this like really cool looking stone building. Super old, like I said, totally in shambles. Um, and it is on Montpelier Hill in Dublin, Ireland. Um, and I made a little note before I, I jump into the information I collected. Yeah. A little precursor. Uh, this info is mixed with like legit historical fact found on a .ie website. I don't know what that means. Ireland. Okay. <gasps> It'd be like a .us or .gov okay. website mixed in with info I found that was definitely not legit and like really clickbaity. Uh-huh. Just, you know, to keep it spicy. Okay. I mean, I'm more than in. Yeah. In. Jacob is in. So the Hellfire Club in Dublin, Ireland was built in 1725 by a wealthy man by the name of William Connolly. He originally built what became the Hellfire Club, uh, to serve as a hunting lodge. Locals now simply refer to it as the Haunted House. Okay. So shortly after William Speaker Connolly built this place, a storm rolled through and tore the entire roof off of it. Mm. And that is about the time that the locals began to spread rumors of the place being cursed and claimed that it was built on an ancient burial ground and therefore haunted by angry spirits. Sounds like, you know, just a bunch of scared people trying to yeah. explain something that was pretty extreme. Turned out it was actually true. He definitely built the hunting lodge on top of an ancient burial ground, oh. destroyed the burial ground, and used the stones <laughs> to build oh, his building. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, it was apparently something called a passage grave. It is a burial chamber or chambers covered with earth or stone that has a narrow passage that is made of stone. So I, I like, kinda, a, like a crypt? Yeah, like a crypt, but like made of more like rudimentary 
things. Like it's not like it's not like a mausoleum. It's more basic. It's mud and rock. Like a catacomb. Sort of like that. Yeah. I, I imagined it was underground. I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be. It could be either or. But it's made of dirt okay. and mud and rock and all that stuff. Connolly just didn't give a shit. Totally ripped it apart and used the rocks from the actual grave <laughs> to build the building. Connolly, unfortunately, ended up dying in 1729. That's only four years after construction on the hunting lodge began. So mm. whenever it they whenever it was exactly that construction was complete, he definitely didn't get a chance really to use it. So the Hellfire Club originated in London in 1719. It was a club exclusively for wealthy and powerful men. Well-known politicians were among them. Uh, sounds like something Sounds else. a little familiar. Yeah, it does. Perhaps it could oh. be something that was featured in a big Hollywood movie. Maybe. That had to do with stealing the Declaration of Independence. Definitely not. <laughs> Never. An Irish branch of the Hellfire Club was, of course, eventually founded. Um, and it was founded by a man named Colonel Jack Ledger. Okay. And a man named Richard Parsons, who was the first Earl of Ross, the Grand Master of the Irish Freemasons, and happened to also be a well-known dabbler of black magic. <gasps> oh, no. Yikes. That explains the hellfire. Oh, yeah. So the former hunting lodge was claimed by the Irish Hellfire Club in 1735. Now, it's alleged that gatherings of the Hellfire Club began with every member sitting together at a round table and taking a drink of a mixture they called scalthine, which apparently is melted butter mixed with whiskey and brimstone. Oh. Yeah. So I was I was on board. Yeah. Until I heard the brimstone part. So they'd, uh, they'd all just, you know, sit around this table, take little sips of their scalthine. They would toast to Satan. <laughs> you know. as Like you do. Like you do. Um, a chair at the table would always be left empty for him in case he decided to show up. Oh, you never you know, know. Get yeah, toasted to by. in person. Uh, and then they would often pour the scalthine over a cat or a servant and set it on fire. A cat or a servant. <laughs> now, this is all alleged, uh, but a lot of people are saying it. So, you know, must have some basis, something. I don't know. Right. Now, uh, the members of the Hellfire Club referred to each other as bucks and devils. Okay. Uh, and knights in Ireland's Hellfire Club were, quote, known for their amoral behavior and debauchery involving alcohol and sex, unquote, as well as a lot of secrecy, which is what led to all the whispers of devil worship. Uh-huh. Now, the president of the Hellfire Club was called the King of Hell. <laughs> Ah. And accordingly, uh, is, is said to have dressed himself in horns, wings, and hooves. Oh, no he went, biggie. He went all out. Yeah, he, he just embraced it. Now, it's rumored that at one point, the devil did actually make an appearance. Oh. This is all rumors, all alleged. Right. Sometimes I'm, I'm not sure if you can tell which stuff I got off the legit website and which <laughs> stuff I got off the clickbaity website, but, you know, you might figure, out, figure it out as I go. It's said that a man uh, who had appeared outside of the club in search of shelter was invited in, and he joined some club members at their table in a card game. Alcohol is obviously a flow-in, and one member accidentally drops a card, so he goes under the table to get it, only to find that this stranger 
had cloven hooves <gasps> instead of feet. What? Yeah. It is even rumored that one night a local farmer decided to do a little, little solo investigating, tried to sneak up on the Montpelier Hill to see what the club was up to. Right. In the late hours of the night. Pulling a sneaky. Unfortunately for him, he was discovered. Oh, not so sneaky. Snatched up, drug into the clubhouse, and forced to join in that particular night's activities. Which were? No one knows. Mm. Because this man was found alive the next morning, but in absolute horror, shaking, and unable to remember his name. Ah, could it be... Satan? Satan. So, uh, one of the more notorious tales out of Ireland's Hellfire Clubhouse is of a man named Buck Sheely. Who, Buck Sheely? Mm-hmm. Weren't they called Bucks? It, yes, but apparently that's unrelated. I, I don't know. So this man named Buck Sheely, he was caught by other members cheating at a game of cards. Mm. Now, Clubhouse rules, a trial was held for him by other club members, and the ruling was unfortunately not in his favor. Mm-hmm. So he was thrown out of a third-story window and impaled on the railing below. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. I, it just, you know, that was just not something they could stand. Wow. No patience for cheating at cards. They gave him a trial. I mean, that's patience enough. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's more than wow. you deserve. But anyway, uh, so the clubhouse burnt down in 1740. According to local legend... Uh, it burnt down in a fire set by the members themselves. What? No one is really sure why. The The story kind of goes back and forth. Some people think it was set by them that they were all just kind of in a drunken stupor. Uh-huh. You know, um, with brimstone and whatnot. All the brimstone and the, you know, on fire cats and servants and stuff. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they, in that state, set the whole building on fire just to feel like they were closer to hell. That's one thing. Oh, yeah. It's kind of circulating. Um, Another more specific one is that one very wealthy member of the club, very powerful and also very easily offended member of the club, um, had a drink spilled on him by a servant. He got really upset. Yeah. So he grabbed the closest drink to him, probably Skullthane. I mean, I really... Not sure, but... Right. Just off of a hunch. Throws it at the servant strikes a match and lights the servant on fire who, you know, burning alive is like screaming and running around and starts, you know, bumping into all the drunk dudes all around him and sets them on fire as well. Uh. Yeah, Uh, that's the second uh, theory. (laughs) Wow. That was two theories I I, I was able to find. Either way, uh, there was definitely a huge fire. Yeah. Officially, no one really knows exactly how it started or why. But I, I guess people did legitimately die in the fire oh, itself. Wow. Yeah. And so the Irish Hellfire Club, it went on hiatus for a few years. It all went up in smokes? No. <gasps> or perhaps it did, but then rose like a phoenix out of oh. the ashes. Uh, that is a story for another time, however, because that unfortunately does not have anything to do with the current haunting yes of the abandoned of the haunted since house. abandoned hell, <laughs> hell hellfire clubhouse yes yes now the old lodge is long abandoned as i said and it's become a popular location for tourists to visit yeah so it's like a part of a like haunted dublin tour yeah that makes sense it's one of the places you go 
in these and, you know, just other general visits. Oh. There have been reports of unexplainable shadows moving through the building. Ooh. Sounds very similar to yours. Uh-huh. Motionless and dark figures standing in a circle around the original location of the passage grave. Oh, yes. The mm-hmm. ancient burial ground. <laughs> Unpause. Sightings of a black cat the size of a dog. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's just another thing people keep saying they see. Specifically a cat. And, like, they get descriptive, too, that, like, the ears are kind of like a bobcat's. You know how they, like, curve inward? Yeah. Um, And also reports of disembodied uh, screaming. Sounds like a woman in utter agony. And it is apparently said that this is the spirit of a woman who had been kidnapped by the Hellfire Club when it was in its prime, who was stuffed into a barrel, set alight, and rolled down the Montpelier Hill as she burned. Yikes. Once again, don't know that that actually happened. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, uh, obviously, the lodge is super run down, covered in graffiti at this point. Yeah. Uh, But locals of Dublin claim that it is still used for occult practices to this day. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm going to do some occulting, you know, like I'm going to go to a place that is a known occult place. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. But what happened to all the rich people? Did they just go and start a new club? Uh. Oh, I guess you can't talk about that, huh? I don't know. Because you're going to talk about that later. I will eventually talk about that. Yeah. It's juicy. Mm. And historical fact. Weird. Mm-hmm. I also have another question. Okay. I wrote it down. Uh, what's brimstone? It's a kind of stone. It's it like a like it, a brim. It kind of kind brims. Of? Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. What is brimstone? Brimstone is an air-launched ground attack missile developed by MBDA for Britain's Royal Air Force. No. Would you like to hear more? Siri, I don't think that's correct. (laughs) Shut off. Just just didn't even answer. Like, well, fuck you then. Fuck, fuck. We fucked up. (laughs) I could just look it up. Yeah, I'm going to do that right now. Well, maybe DuckDuckGo will have something different to say. Sulfur. Oh, that's poetic. We're worshiping Satan, you know, why not just... Just ingest some fucking sulfur. <laughs> yeah, may as well. Yeah, it is. It is sulfur. Fuck! Can you imagine mixing sulfur into your drink? I mean, it's got to taste like absolute shit. Sulfur smells like rotten eggs. I can't imagine it tastes any different. I just looked up drinks with brimstone, but does it actually? Because there are all a lot of drinks that say that have brimstone in the title. Yeah, careful because it's going to be a lot of like jokey drinks that are just spicy. None of them have real brimstone. What a bunch of pussies. It's probably toxic as shit or something. Oh, yeah. It has to be. <laughs> Let's see. Is sulfur toxic? Sulfur is known to trigger the onset of reproductive and developmental toxicity, neurotoxicity, and acute toxicity. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the toxic chemical is also shown to impact environmental health as it is classified as a potent water pollutant that is harmful to aquatic ecosystems and animals. So, yeah, just all around not good for anything. Ever. Yeah. Why not drink it? Yum. <gasps> That's another one. And throw is it at the cat. Is sulfur flammable? It is. Oh, it is flammable. Mm-hmm. And poisonous gases are produced in the fire. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Explosion risk above 450 degrees Fahrenheit. 
It's used as a pesticide sometimes. Yikes. What is sulfur powder used for? Out of curiosity. Fireworks. Probably. Says sulfur is one of the world's oldest remedies for, ah, for gardens and human ailments. It occurs naturally as a pure element in the form of a yellow powder and as crystals. Sulfur is a product of volcanic emissions and ancient societies mined sulfur around volcanoes. In modern times, most sulfur production is a byproduct of crude oil and gas processing. Sulfur readily forms compounds such as pyrite or iron sulfide and gypsum, calcium sulfate. It is an essential element as all living cells contain sulfur. Huh. It lowers pH. It can be used as a fungicide and a pesticide. And a nutrient, it says. Sulfur is an essential plant nutrient. Oh, so plants are totally chill with it. It's what plants crave. (laughs) (laughs) But people and animals and generally every other kind of living thing, definitely poisonous and toxic. Don't do it. We'll see. I'll talk to myself. I'll talk to that sulfur guy. Yeah, just ask him. See if we can make one of these one of these bad boys. Yeah, some scalthine. Some scalthine. Take shots of that next time. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down. Throw I'd be some game. Tally at the end. That's all I got. I'm really excited to talk about that other stuff I learned, though. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. See the because the other stories I found involved members of the Hellfire Club. Ah. And I was like, why do I keep seeing this club? Like the Thule Society. What's that? That was Hitler's occult. Ugh. No, I didn't know that he called it that. Yeah. Gross. I know. And I didn't know that that was a thing either until upon reading random things, I kept seeing Thule, Thule, like here and there, T-H-U-L-E. And then I finally was like, what the fuck is that? And I looked it up. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I did basically did the same because I was like, damn, that dude was like an absolute asshole. Wow, that guy's like a really evil person. Who let him in a club? <laughs> I was like, why are these both members of the Hellfire Club? Like, why do, why do people keep talking about that? And I was like, oh, shit. God. Yeah. No, that's a pass from me. <laughs> it's a no from me. Yeah. What do you mean a pass? You wouldn't want to be part of the club? No. But I don't understand. No. There's fire. That's cool. And the being rich part is cool. Yeah. But I don't know, something about burning people alive is just... That's alleged. It's probably just cats. (laughs) (laughs) The fact of burning things alive (laughs) is just, you know, something about that's just not chill with me. Mm, mm, Yeah, all right. Okay. But like, if you were the king of hell... Yeah. A.K.A. L. Hellfire Clubhouse Presidente. Yeah. You could just make it so that you can set fires, but just not anything that's alive. Oh, that's true. You could, you know, point your pitchfork at people and, you know, polish your horns and clop around in your hooves and tell them like, hey, no more cats and servants. Yeah. I would make a new order. <laughs> like everyone must rid the world of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> you must burn every copy every of it. Copy. <laughs> Pay off whoever you must. Yes. It never happened. Erase it from the history Erase books. it from the books. <laughs> That's what I would do, but with uh, specifically national treasure. How could you, though? And um, and uh, what's that one where he plays the comic book character with the flaming skull <laughs> Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. God. <laughs> okay, that movie was terrible. It was awful. That movie was terrible. And he looked like... Two or three times the douchebag. Yeah, but because that's what doesn't make any sense. Why would you take someone like him and try to make him the hot guy? You know what I mean? Like, 
he's the unattainable badass who, you know, he's the stallion no one can tame. And I'm like, no one wants to tame that. <laughs> like, find somebody else. Oh, boy. God. Yeah. I mean, he was probably just in at the time because of National Treasure and stuff. And so they they knew that they would get more money if they put him in it and not someone else. Yeah, I don't know about that because it didn't do well. Well, they had hopes for it, Jessica. Yeah, I don't know how. They have eyes. But they also had Sam Elliott as the original ghostwriter. I get it. They had Sam Elliott for the original ghostwriter. They had Eva Mendez as his love interest. And still, somehow, they casted Nicolas Cage as the the bad boy hero. The anti-hero. Whatever. They made him dress like an absolute doucher. Well, Jessica, he was a he was a daredevil. He was a stuntman. Okay. A stuntman? Stuntman. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, that was He did extreme sports. Absolute wrong choice for the main character. Who should have been cast as ghostwriter then? Literally anyone who's attractive, Jacob. Who's attractive? Yeah. What about see, my head went to all of these like joke people. Like mm-hmm. Michael Sarah. What about John C. Riley? I said attractive people. But Will Ferrell. I said attractive people. Anthony Hopkins. I said attractive people. You're attracted to Anthony Hopkins. I said attractive. I didn't say I'm attracted to. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Mm, he's too old to be uh, that role. He's not attractive anymore. He was Denzel attractive. Washington. Once again, was attractive. No longer attractive. Lower the age. Robert Pattinson. Would definitely do a better job than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> You'd be okay with the Robert Pattinson ghostwriter? That fucking ghostwriter could sparkle in the sun and it would still be a better ghostwriter than Nicolas Cage. Yeah. That's fair. I know it is. Just like just about anyone could have been, could have done more justice to Spider-Man Tainted by Venom in a third movie, third installment of a Spider-Man series. Just about yeah. anyone could have done that well. Not Toby Maguire. Not T-Mags. There we go. T-Mags. <laughs> That's totes better. Ooh, we should elims him. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should elims his name from the Lexi, mm. I think. We should elims you <laughs> from, <laughs> from this podcast. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, you make that joke all the time. God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I went too far. Yeah, you did, Jessica. I have feelings. I'm a human. Are you rubbing your heart? I had an itch, like <laughs> oh, just above four the inches above my nipple. Got it. Yeah. Was that the buttery one from last time? This was. This is the buttery nipple. That's probably why it's kind of dry. You, oh, the butter. There's no more butter. It dried. Yeah. Now. There's just. I see. I left my window open mm. when I went to sleep, and someone must okay. have come in and. <laughs> Sucked, sucked all the butter off. <laughs> now I'm just itchy. Yeah, now I just got a dry nipple now. <laughs> okay, well, Sorry, uh, I'll spread some. I'll we'll, spread some country crock on it. We'll we'll move on. Um, it's, it's wheel spinning time. It's last wheel time. I'm gonna do it. Do it. Here we go. Oh, look at that! Third wheel spin of the night. Second wheel spin from Janelle. Ah. And this happens to be the 69th wheel spin of three shots in. I'll put in in like celebration noises and air horns. Absolutely. This is wheel spin number 69, everybody. We're very excited about it. Very special. Special moment. 
All right. And it's a pretty good one. Dead or alive. You get to spend the day with one person. Who is it? Meaning they could be dead now. And when I choose them, they will be alive. You can spend the day with them right now today. But they would be alive for that day. Yes. Like dead or alive, you get to hang out with them for 24 hours. Okay. Well, you spun that one. You're the one who answers first. I'll have to think. It's this isn't my answer because I feel like I've already answered this too many times. But I, the more we talk about hanging out with John Goodman, the more I want to. (laughs) I feel like that'd be a waste though. Why? Because you can spend the day with anyone and you choose John Goodman. It's a guaranteed good time. There's no guessing. That's true. See, in my head, I'm hanging out with either Ryan Reynolds for 24 hours. Okay. Or Robin Williams for 24 hours. Mm, Okay. Now, one of them is just classically hilarious and just very, very, just amazing. The other one is brutally sarcastic and super witty and would totally roast me Mm -hmm. and it would be great. Yes. But then again, I think he's Canadian. So we'll go with Robin Williams. Final answer. Locked in. I'm going to spend 24 hours with Robin Williams and we're going to talk mad trash about other people in Hollywood that he knows. Mad trash about Disney because I think he has some problems with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll have him perform to me some lost archives comedy stand up. Yeah. Oh, and the entire time he will be dressed up like Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) (laughs) Roast you in costume. Yeah. In full drag. It addresses Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. All right. And he has to speak like her too the entire time. Okay. Yeah. That'd be a great time, but I can't steal your answer. No, you cannot. I can't. Regis Philbin just died. Would you want to spend the day with him? No. Okay. There, there's a couple of people. I'd like to hang out with, but they might be too cool for me. I feel like it's one of those things I'd be really excited for it, but they'd come back to life and not be excited. I feel you. But in this scenario, they are. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So, and I kind of did a dead and alive. Who would you hang out with? Right. I did a yeah, Robin Williams, right. yeah, Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Yeah. So I'm going to give you that too. You can do a dead and alive. Okay. Okay. So dead. Uh, I would really want to hang out with Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. He... Oh, shit. <gasps> I'm so sorry, <gasps> Alan. Are you going to shit on Alan I'm Rickman? I'm going to put you back in the grave. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to choose um, Potter. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Who am I? Who am I raising? Who am I raising? Because there are two dudes I want to pull out of the grave right now, and I just don't know who I'm trying to decide. One's got a lot more street cred, but like one is probably way better at conversation. Alan Rickman's got the conversation, but Christopher Lee's got the street cred. Ooh, right? shit. Yeah. Ooh, man. I just don't know. I'm going to say Alan Rickman. Final. I think Alan Rickman would be a better time. Yeah, he'd be more more fun. I think Christopher Lee would be very interesting, Mm -hmm. but Alan Rickman would be more fun. You'd have have a blast with Alan Rickman. I think I would. Is he dressed like Snape? He doesn't have to dress in any particular way. I'd have a blast with him no matter what. Well, I would be cruising the town with Mrs. Doubtfire. Maybe if me, Alan Rickman, and John Goodman could hang out. In John Goodman's jacuzzi. Oh, he's definitely got a jacuzzi. Oh, I know he does. Yeah. He's definitely got a jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. And like a big one too. It's there's like a, like a big screen like close by. Yeah. And he wears sunglasses at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a good time. All right. Well, that's fair. Those are those those are all some solid answers from us. I'm trying to think. Who, I'm happy about who, that. Who did we not resurrect for a day that could have been? Who was like, who's our honorable mentions for resurrections? Hmm. Directions. There's a lot of people throughout history. 
Would you want to hang out with Blackbeard? You know, your very favorite person who you know absolutely everything about and nothing about him surprises you anymore? Probably not. Because nah. he could say whatever he wanted to say and you'd be like, I already knew that. Yeah, nothing interesting. Thought so. <laughs> <laughs> who would I resurrect? What about Mary? Bloody Mary. Oh, shit. Just don't. She'd probably her, cause some problems, just dude. Don't tell her you're. She'd be like, "What? Don't tell her Protestants you're not, took over the world. Don't tell her you're not Catholic." <laughs> but I killed them all. <laughs> like Mary, you tried. <laughs> you gave it a good try too. Um, okay, what about? Hmm. I, I, honestly, I'm surprised you went straight for like celebrities with similar personalities to you. I yeah. thought. Especially if it's guaranteed, like, they're not just going to be irritated with you the whole time. Like, yeah. they'll also be interested in spending the day with you. You wouldn't pick, like, like Vladimir Putin or something. Oh, that'd be a power play. That's what I'm saying. Huh. It'd be like... Can you imagine that street cred? <laughs> like, I'd have, I'd have fucking CIA on my ass for the rest of my life. Oh, but hell yeah, you would. That'd be worth it, I it'd think. It'd be like, it'd be like, um, you remember that, that, uh, that one... We'd get more... Far Cry? That Far one, Cry. yeah, that one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you went like up, Tibet. Or yeah, something and you and, run into that like drug lord. Yeah, and he's super powerful, crazy, like super, super rich, and finds you. And legit, he's excited to see you because like he knew your mom or something. Yeah, invites yeah. you to his mansion, and if you just chill, the game's over. Like he leaves you by yourself for a little bit. Yeah, he's like, just wait here. I'll be right back. And at least there, obviously it's a video game and you just got control of the character and you're like, awesome. You go to bolt and then, you know, the whole game starts and right. all that stuff. But, but if, if you just chill, yeah, if he you comes don't back move. and you guys party and the game's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause the whole point of the game was that you were traveling to this country to go put your mom's ashes at like the top of some mountain. Yeah. And if you wait, if you just don't leave the table, he comes back and says, oh, you're still here. And he takes a picture with you and you sign it for him. And then he takes you on a plane or a helicopter, flies you up to the summit. You guys dump the ashes there and then he flies you back and you go back home. Yep. <laughs> now, mind you, his introduction, it was like he boarded a bus and like schwacked everyone on he, board like, and was going to kill you too. And then it was like, wait. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love you. You totally have to come back to my giant villa. Yeah. 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 So, you know, makes sense. Mm -hmm. But just because... He was a bad guy. Doesn't, Doesn't mean he had to be a, a bad, bad guy. guy. Yes. Right. One of the best quotes from a movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those are our answers. I'm I'm solid. That sounds like yeah. that sounds like it'd be a fun time. I feel good. Well, now I'm contemplating whether I would hang out with Putin. We'd eat steaks. Oh, you would eat a steak. We'd have cheesecake. Me and Ryan Reynolds and Robin Williams would probably eat like moose steaks, mm -hmm. something weird, something mm -hmm. Canadian. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Goodman would be like, hey, you know, you and Rickman totally come up to my cabin. He'd have like a vacation cabin where like the fire is, you can light it and and lower it with a remote. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, He's got like, you know, all of the good beers on tap. I wouldn't care, but I'd be really impressed. He for sure has a shower in there with too many shower heads. Oh yeah, he does. And I'd have my own private bathroom attached to my I, bedroom. He would probably have one of those showers. That's like a car wash. Like you just kind of stand there and it like moves around, just soaks your whole body. And then just like <laughs> throws You're soap at you. You're on a pedestal in the middle. That's just slowly spinning. <laughs> yeah. And it just like spits soap at you. Like, bah, bah. <laughs> and then you just got to rub it real quick. And then like just, a full body bidet. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's warning you when to close your eyes. And I stuff. would be so game for that. <laughs> oh, but he'd see Goodman though. He'd be totally down for me and Rickman to bring like all our family, like all of our relatives. That's true. It'd be like, yeah, for sure. Like I'll bring my husband and my kids, my brothers. He's coming too. He'd be like, hell yeah. My jacuzzi can fit like 30 people in it. It definitely could. Yeah. I'd be like, oh but my like God, John, one whole, you. one whole wall of it is just his. He sits right in the middle of it. And no one's allowed on that wall. No one's allowed on John's wall. No, I'm okay with that. Yeah. He smokes a cigar. Mm-hmm. He offers me one and politely I'm like, oh no, thanks. I don't smoke cigars, but thank you yeah. so much. And he's like, they're Cubans. Are you sure? I was about to say, he's like, you know, they're Cubans. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, John, that means absolutely nothing to me. I don't even understand the relevance of that. But if you're insisting, I'll do it. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. You know, because he's polite too. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, no, nah, if you're not going to enjoy it, then I'm not going to let you smoke my $80,000 cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I had to kill someone for these. <laughs> that, that'd be his face and yeah. just go immediately serious. And I'd be like, oh my God. Okay, I, okay, all right. I had to trade a toe for these. But, but John, you have 10 toes. No. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> Me and Rickman are like, oh, fucking God. we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that went dark. <laughs> I'm not so sure about now, John Goodman. Now John Goodman is like some serial killer warlord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this has been, uh, I mean, episode 21. This yeah. has been not episode 21. This is episode 22. Are you sure? I'm positive. Episode 21 is the one we recorded last weekend, mm. Jessica. Mm, I don't know about that. Last weekend, we recorded episode 21. What was it about? <laughs> Say it or it didn't happen. <laughs> ah, falsely accused. Damn it. And then we wrapped up episode 20 on Sunday, which is why you're confused. That is why I'm confused. Yes. But this Here is episode go. 22. Okay, so uh, this has been episode 22, 22 of season one. Yes. Uh, we only have a few episodes left in this season before we have a little little break time. And then we jump right back in with season two, which is going to be a little bit different. Not a lot. Uh, and we think you guys are going to like all of it. Well, we know it. I mean, like it's us. I mean, I know? Kn I know it personally. Like... I mean, I happen to be extremely talented. Right. So. I'm really popular. Like so many people are sending me private messages and stuff. Like, oh yeah. Just sliding up in those DMs. Right. I'm like, I'm, yeah. please. <laughs> Nonstop. Like, like I know, like just give me the blue check mark already. You know what I mean? Yeah. I applied uh, for it like four months ago. Seriously. So just waiting on it. Jeez. I'll call them again tomorrow. Yeah. Should call, call the Twitter. Get the, that, the, get that the tweeter. <laughs> get that blue check mark. All right, but this has been Three Shots In. Thanks for listening. Go to our Patreon at threeshotsin.com and give us money. Money, please. Also, you can uh, you can send us, um, you can communicate to us, reach out to us on fan mail at threeshotsin.com. We'd love to hear from you. Later, guys. Mm, bye.